0: Well, good afternoon. If you have your Bibles, open to Luke, chapter 18. Luke, chapter 18, a very familiar passage of Scripture to all of us. It's the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. I'm just going to read through this, make a few comments, give us some directions to pray. Luke, chapter 18, beginning in verse 9. Or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, the tax collector, went down to his house justified. "...rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted." Again, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture, uh, one you could probably talk about, probably quote most of it. Um, But it's one of those, for me at least, that has been foundational in terms of understanding how I need to approach God on a regular basis. Because uh, Paul here, or Jesus here, I think Paul, we're going to make a connection to the Apostle Paul here in a second. But Jesus obviously had a lot of interactions with the Pharisees. Uh, if anybody received his harshest criticism, it was the Pharisees. Not necessarily because of everything they taught, but because of their hip- hypocrisy, their, their actions. As he said, do as they say, not as they do. Um, and so Jesus here is taking kind of two polar opposites taking the most righteous individual that you could conceive of um, in the first century in Palestine, a Pharisee, and probably the most loathed, unrighteous, despised individual you could think of, a tax collector, who was pretty much viewed as a traitor to the Jewish nation. And so the moment he starts to tell this parable, the ears of every Jew listening would have perked up. Because in their minds, the Pharisees are the ones... Whom God will accept. The Pharisees are the ones that God is favorable towards, that He's happy with, that He's pleased with, and it is impossible in the mind of a first century Jew that a tax collector could receive favor from God. And so again, Jesus says these two men went up to the temple to pray a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. How does the Pharisee approach God? He stands off by himself, and this is what he says says, God, I thank you that I am not like other men. Extortioners. I mean, listen to the way he categorizes people. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. Now, the Pharisee actually gets something right. He thanks God and recognizes that God is the source of any practical righteousness that he has in his life, that anything he has done for God or anything that he hasn't done in trying to serve God, he recognizes that God is the source of that. So he's thanking God here that, that, he, that he has any ability to do righteousness. So he's not wrong there, but that's the only place he's right. Because then, as Jesus said, it's not that he's understanding that God is the source of, of living for God, but that he's trusting in himself that he's righteous. So he recognizes that this ability to live for God comes from God. And so he, he, in, in light of that, he, he looks at himself and he thinks, wow, I'm pretty good off. I mean, look at all that God's made me do. God's helped me to do. I'm not like these people over here. And look at all my righteousness, he says, verse 12, I fast Twice a week, I give tithes of all I get. And so instead of truly thanking God, he turns the attention to himself. So he's really not praising God. He's really not praying to God. He's really praising himself and almost treating himself as God. And so here's the contrast with the tax collector. Standing far off, he would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And so here's the contrast. The Pharisee boldly proclaims how righteous he is, boldly states how good of a person he is. The tax collector, though, has the ultimately right perspective. He wouldn't even lift up his eyes to heaven. We can imagine the contrast. The Pharisee probably standing with his arms raised, this good Jewish person, good Jewish man, looking up, just declaring how great God has made him. The tax collector won't even lift up his eyes to heaven. He realizes how sinful he is and that he's not worthy to look at God and that God is not worthy of his eyesight being drawn to him. He beats his breast. It's an act of contrition, of brokenness. And he says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. In reality, he's not saying just any sinner. He's saying the sinner. It's a direct article there. God, be merciful to me, the sinner and what we need to take from this is that when it comes to thinking of ourselves and other people is we don't need to compare righteousness like the pharisee was doing you know look at all these things i don't do look at all these great things i do i'm not like this guy over here and the tax collector takes no time to compare himself to anyone he gets that the only person he needs to compare himself to is god And in light of comparing himself to God, he realizes he is absolutely unworthy. And so unworthy does he see himself that he says, Be merciful to me, the sinner. Not just a sinner, but the sinner. He's saying, God, I am the chief of sinners. There's not a sinner worse than me. If I'm going to to, to look at people, I'm going to point the spotlight on myself first and realize that if anyone is worthy of condemnation, anyone is worthy of judgment, it's me. And the reason why I say this connects to the Apostle Paul is in 1 Timothy, Paul actually says, we know this verse, he says, I think it's verse 12, that the saying is trustworthy, deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the chief, or the foremost, the chief of sinners. I think Paul was reflecting, likely, at least somewhat on this parable. He's putting himself, Paul, the former Pharisee, who would have been the Pharisee standing there, Realizes in light of God's grace, in light of the cross, in light of the gospel, that he's not that that being the Pharisee is the wrong place. He is the sinner, he's the tax collector, he's no better than the person he would have once sneered at. And so Jesus amazingly says in verse 14: This man, the the tax collector, went down to his house justified rather than the other. And justified there is the word for declared righteous. And so again, it's not about boasting even in the deeds that God enables us to do. In the end of the day, we don't put our hope there. We rejoice if God has enabled us to do anything good for Him. And we, we are thankful for that and we pray, God help me do what you would have me do. But at the end of the day, we don't rest in what God has enabled us to do for Him. We rest in His mercy that is completely undeserved. And one last comment here before I give us some instructions to pray. Remember where they are. They're in the temple. The place where sacrifice was offered. And so as the the tax collector is saying, God, be merciful to me, he realizes that this mercy will not come apart from a sacrifice that God himself has appointed for the forgiveness of sins. And that's why we can tie this clearly to the cross, and we can say, without the sacrifice of Christ on the cross... There is no mercy from God. The the cross is the channel through which the mercy of God flows to us, unbound, unshielded, unrestrained. And He has mercy enough for every person in the world. And so as we go to prayer, two things I would encourage. One, examine your heart as uncomfortable as this may be. I have to do this, and I don't like it. But let's see if there are people that we might despise and look down on. Because in our eyes, they might not be as holy as we are, at least as we think. You know, we might not be like them. We might not do some of the things that they do that we know are wrong. And we do things that we should do that they don't do. And we silently, where no one else can see it, we pride ourselves in that. That is a sin and we must confess it. We must turn away from it. The other thing I would encourage us to do as we pray is that God would help us say with his tax collector, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. Not just, it's easy to say, yeah, I'm a sinner. It's a whole different thing to say, I am the chief of sinners. But it's the best place to be, because then we are in a place to receive God's mercy truly. So let's go to the Lord. I'll give you some time um, on your own to pray, and then I'll close this. Father in heaven, God, we confess it is very easy to look at ourselves and compare ourselves to others and think that somehow we are more acceptable to you. God, even acknowledging that any good thing we do comes from you, God, keep us from pride, thinking that somehow your grace makes us better and more acceptable through our deeds than other people. God, your grace is never an excuse for sin, but neither is it an excuse for boasting in ourselves. So guard us from that, Lord. Help us see it. Um, Help us put it to death in our own hearts and in our own lives. God, that we might be free to love others, not treat them with contempt. And God, help us have the perspective that we each are the chief of sinners. Help us be able to say that freely, not begrudgingly, even as Paul did. Paul gloried in that, not glorying in his sin, but recognizing how sinful he was and how great your mercy is. So, Father, please just open our eyes afresh to the mercy that comes through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. and May we be humbled before you in light of that and be free to love others.